Hey, this is Mr. Anderson, Anderson, and you are listening to Two Out of Three Falls. Yeah, 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 what up? You know, it's uh, Peter Rosenberg, Hot 97, ESPN, WWE Network, Cheap Peak Podcast. Um, let's see what else. I got mad jobs out here, but right now, talking all things wrestling with my man Randy Cruz, the Cruise Control Podcast. Sit back and stay mage. You're listening to Cruise Control with Randy Cruz. This is the voice of the New World Order. N-W-O. And Neil Furman's secrets of WCW Nitro. New two out of three falls podcast here on Cruise Control. Randy Cruz. You can follow me on Twitter at Randy J. Cruz, R-E-N-D-Y, the letter J, C-R-U-Z. And I'm joined by making his debut here on the podcast, my guy Cornell Gunter, producer at EA Sports. He's on Twitter at Cornell Gunter, C-O-R-N-E-L-L-G-U-N-T-E-R. Cornell, my man, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. How you doing? Thank you for having me, by the way. No problem, man. Uh, it's short notice. Usually, I'm joined by Graham Matthews from Bleacher Report and Mark Raimondi from MMAFighting.com. But apparently, Mark is in L.A. covering the whole uh, McGregor fight for UFC 229 this weekend. And Graham is doing some work for Bleacher Report. I was going to do this show solo, but I figured I'd hit you up and spend some time with you, my man. I appreciate that, man. You know, thank you. Thank you. You know, it's just... It's always good to talk wrestling. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Uh, we got a big show coming up, Super Showdown, uh, this 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 Saturday at five o'clock in the morning. Bro, you, you're not gonna you, you're not gonna find me up at five a.m. watching this show. So I'll be watching the replay. I don't know about you. I know you're a big wrestling fan. All power to you if you're up at five o'clock in the morning. But you won't you won't find me up the, up there with you, bro. Sorry. I will say, I probably I probably might be up. Um, it depends though. It depends <laughs> if my son is up through the night. I'm be I'm be knocked out. I'll catch the replay. Um, but if not, I'll probably be up. Uh, it's just you know it's for some reason I'm treating this thing like a kid in a candy store like Christmas. Like it's just something about a wrestling, bro. It don't matter what the build up is. If it's a pay per view, I'm up and I'm watching it. I hear that. So super uh, super showdown. They've been talking about this on Raw and SmackDown for the last couple of weeks, and uh, it's a big event in Australia. I think we have. Let me try to go get it real quick. You got about ten matches on the card. Uh, some matches we've seen before. Some are new, but let's get right to it, my man. Um, Becky Lynch, Charlotte, SmackDown Women's Championship. Who do you have winning? I got Charlotte winning by DQ. Because I'm telling you right now, if they take the belt off of Becky this early, mm-hmm. I'm going to be really mad because I feel like they finally gave her room to be herself. And now she's finally like coming, like resurfacing. I feel like she lost, yeah. she got shuffled in the deck a while ago. And like her personality and all that stuff really seemed bland. She seemed like she didn't, like they didn't really have no direction for her. And in the past three months, she's finally was able to reshape her character, finally able to come across like, no, like I'm still. I mean, I think she's the best in-ring female performer in the WWE at this very moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's finally able to do that. And they, they let her talk. Like, she's not cutting the same cheesy promo saying, we'll fire, we'll fire, we'll fire. She's actually able to be herself. <laughs> so I'm with it. No, you're right. I, I think it's, you know, she she was at a point where her character became stale, which, you know, which happens to, to quite a few people. And 
now she's on this tweener of heel, good you know, good guy, and um, I don't see her losing on Saturday against uh, against Charlotte. If she loses, like you said, it could be a DQ or you know some shit like that. But I, I don't see Charlotte walking out with the belt. So I guess me and you um, both have Becky still champion out of Super Showdown. We have a tag match between Oscar and Naomi against the Iconics. Listen, bro, I'm not really you know. <laughs> My thing is, you know, a lot, of, a lot of these matches, like they don't mean much to me. You know, this is like a big super house show they're doing, so there's like no stakes whatsoever for a couple of these matches. So, with all due respect, when it comes to not only this match but quite a few others, uh, I may not care about. But I think Oscar and Naomi is going to beat the Iconics. Who you got? I agree. I I feel like they better win. First off. Um, but I honestly, I hope this turns into Oscar turning heel on Naomi down the line hmm. because I need Oscar to be serious and to be dominant. Like that's what I need. Now, granted, I know, you know, right now they're letting Becky shine, but I don't know. I feel like after Oscar lost at WrestleMania, she's kind of been an afterthought and it's kind of making me upset. Yeah. You know, it's funny how everybody was. You know, from the Royal Rumble, they were uproar with, you know, Oscar and Nakamura is going to, you know, they won the Rumble. They're going to go to WrestleMania and win the belts. Neither one won the belt. And now it's like, <laughs> you laughing, but everybody thought Nakamura and, and Oscar were going to win the belts at WrestleMania. Neither one won anything. Um, fans were upset. Oscar's streak was ended, and now she can, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what direction they're trying to go with her. But it's been a rough six, seven months or whatever it is since April for Nakamura. I know Nakamura is a U.S. champion, but Nakamura is not even on this card for Super Showdown. But Asuka is. Um, I think when you mentioned to try to turn her heel, I think that could be... I don't know, man. I, I'm trying to see how many heels they already have um, from the from the women's side. Um, but... I was I'm sorry, but nah. I, I just think uh, try to find out how many heels and ba- and babies they have to before you even turn. I don't think Oscar would turn heel. I think it'd be kind of cool if they did it down the road, but not right now. Well, uh, I hope it leads to that though, mm-hmm. because I think I think a Naomi Oscar feud could be fire. Uh, because Naomi, I mean, she showed us last year that she can really go when she was like, you know, when she won the title from Blitz and then. As she worked through her injury and all that, she showed like you no know, through her little her brief her brief title run that she can go. I think that when speaking of Nakamura, he wasn't even on the last pay per view at Hell in a Cell. So it's like I look at Nak and I'm like, I'm gonna keep it honest with you. You know what? Let's keep it honest. He's probably had maybe one or two good feuds since he's been in the WWE. If we're gonna be honest, right? Mm-hmm. I think. We all fall in love with Nack's entrance, and then that kind of overshadows his his in ring work. Because um, his first match with Sami Zayn was the best match he's ever had in the WWE. Absolutely, but I I feel like he's been lackluster. Now, is it because of the feuds he's been in? Maybe, like you know, maybe. But when I look at Nack in that ring, I'm like, bro, this is nothing like what, what I'm used to seeing. Um, so with Nack, I look at it kind of differently. I'm like, are they just kind of letting you go on cruise control? Because he's 
how the hell are you the U.S. champion? You haven't defended your title at, at, in two reviews. Yeah. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Um, now, granted, they probably don't have nobody for him to face because they haven't built up anybody to face him, um, which is not his fault. But it's like, you know, dang. Uh, but back to Asuka, uh, I, I got Asuka and Naomi winning this. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, I would like to see Iconics win it because I think they'd be kind of dope because it won't be it, w- it won't be expected. If you get what I'm saying? Because I feel like anytime Oscar's in a match, you predict her to win. Uh, so it'd be kind of cool if, if the Iconics pin Naomi mm-hmm. and then they pick up the win in their hometown. You know, I- I'm kind of glad that you're one of the few people who said, you know, you know, Nakamura is good in the ring, but it's really about his aura, the entrance, the music. You know, his swag, his style, and a lot of people kind of get, you know, blindsided that, you know, like that's the character. And then when he gets in the ring, it's a whole different style that we're used to seeing. And that could be a good thing. That could be a bad thing. And then you coming up from NXT uh, and get all this love and praise. And then when you get to the main roster, and not just Nakamura, you get to, you, you get to that main roster and you, you know, you be hot for a little bit. After a while, it's like, where's Nakamura? Where's where? Where's all the stuff that was happening with Bailey? Where's this? Where's that? And where's you know, people argue all the time. Um, how come they can't find shit to for Finn Balor to do? It's just like, I, I mean, I I don't know the reasoning, but it's like when they come up and they hot for for a few seconds. After a while. It's like, all right, we, we push you to the side and we'll we'll find some shit fit for you to do later. Same with Oscar at the WrestleMania, it was like I see it for a hot minute. Oh wow. Sorry, my headphones kinda dropped. All good. <laughs> Alright, we back. We back. <laughs> Cause I was like, yo, hold on, ain't got real quiet. Uh, I was like, okay. Uh, now you good, you good. Uh, but no, I definitely agree with you, though. I wholeheartedly agree. I feel like once the NXT darlings come up, they get lost in the shuffle. Mm-hmm. I feel like Finn's injury set him back for a while. True. Now, it wasn't even like his in-ring stuff. I feel like it set him back in terms of Vince trusting him, which is kind of weird because if you look at Vince, I'm like, Vince, you cannot be mad at Finn because Seth did a buckle bomb to him outside the ring and he got hurt trying to protect himself. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and like, I, I think... You know, the backstage quote-unquote politics that the dirt sheet report on. I think the stuff that they say about management pe- being upset with people and not having faith in people because they got hurt, it's kind of weird to me. But, you know, I look at Finn, I'm like, you know, he came back. And I think, you know, to me, I think the biggest letdown of Finn was when the Demon debuted on a Monday Night Raw um, instead of a pay-per-view. Because you know how the Demon came back against Baron Corbin randomly. I think that's how it should have been treated from the get-go. Yeah. Instead of... You, you tease it, you tease it, you tease it, and you give it away on a Monday Night Raw. Um, but, I mean, it's it just it just, it just a whole bunch of indecisive booking for Finn creatively. Um, they uh, Honestly, I think they should have they should have just let him be realigned with Gallows and Anderson and then let him and let him be himself. But when merch, when merch sales are through the roof and kids love you and, mm-hmm. you know, you do what you want when you pop in, you know, hey, it's it's hard to say that. Uh, but uh, back to Nack, I, I agree. Um, Nack, Nack has turned into the end of the Undertaker's career in terms of 
the mystique and the ore of Nakamura is shining way brighter than his in-ring work. Now, granted, if he gets somebody that can go in the ring with him, he's going to, you know, they're going to pull that out of him. But a lot of people are not pulling out Nakamura out of Nakamura. You know, they're just getting whatever, whatever. Let's do this. Let's go home. So, uh, uh, hopefully, Nak, I hope Nak uh, gets somebody that motivates him because they oversaturated him versus AJ. I never want, I never want to hear them two in the same sentence ever again. Um, so it's uh, you know, it's rough. Uh, but I, I think if you, if you once they reshuffle the deck for the draft, um, you know, especially with the old Fox stuff happening, I think a lot of people will be re-energized and a lot of a lot of stuff will be better. Mm. We had the new day. Cesaro, Sheamus, the bar, tag team titles for the SmackDown side. We've seen these two teams wrestle about 80 times. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. I, I, I'll go I'll go on a limb. I'll say the bar, even though I don't think it's, that's going to happen, but I'll say the bar just, just, to, just to say it. Uh, who do you got, New Day or the bar? Uh, I'm going to go New Day. Only reason why is like, what, put this way, I want the bar to win because I feel like if they don't win, I don't. That SmackDown tag team division, I it only has three teams. Last time I checked, New Day, Bar, and Usos. Like they haven't done a really good job at elevating Gallows and Anderson, right? Elevating the Colognes, period. Um, so it's like it's like a three man division. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, oh, oh, I'm sorry, and of course the Bludgeon Brothers. But now with Eric Rowan out, it's just Luke Harper. Right. Um, so I kind of want the bar to win so we can at least get good matches out of, out of a tag team division. Uh, but I'm just going to go with the New Day, to be honest, because I, I mean, I don't expect them to have a, what, four-week mm-hmm. title reign this time around? Yeah. Um, so I'll go with the New Day. All right. We have, for the record, like I tell everybody, I don't watch 205 Live, so I don't watch <laughs> Cedric, Buddy Murphy, Cruiserweight Championship, uh, I don't know, bro. Uh, Cedric's the champion. Uh, I will go with. I'll go with Cedric. Who you got? Uh, I'm gonna go with Cedric. And I will say this though too: Tool Five Live mm-hmm. is now the second best show in terms of in-ring work really? in the whole WWE. Triple H, Triple H, taking that and saying, "You know what, Vince? I got this," and shaking it up completely and letting guys like Cedric, Mustafa, uh, Juju, like you know the Buddy Murphys, uh, the Kalistos, you know those guys really like just run wild and let them do their thing. Let me tell you right now, Mustafa Ali and Buddy Murphy have one of the best matches I've seen in the past couple of years on Two Hundred Five Live. Hmm. Uh, so I would definitely say that I'm. I've been wholeheartedly way more impressed with 205 Live now than it was when it first started. When it first started, it it it, it was a <laughs> it was it was a comedy show. Mm-hmm. Like that was that was not that was nothing compared to what it is now. Triple X is back in the mix. It looks more of like the Creature Classic than it ever has. So now, when you say 205 Live is the second best program in the company, I'm assuming I'm assuming you're gonna have NXT number one, right? Oh, of course. Okay, so where <laughs> where do we put Raw and SmackDown at? Where, where, where they go? Third, fourth? They can go wherever, bro. They, they, can, uh, they can go wherever. I mean, put it this way. Raw is your soap opera. SmackDown is your wrestling show. Mm-hmm. So 
I don't I, I don't really deal with soap opera, but my favorite wrestler is on the soap opera, so I, I tolerate it. Because um, there's sometimes Raw can be really good when they're not talking that much and they're not doing the same stuff over and 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 thinking that we're going to get a different result, but we know we're not. Um, but then sometimes on SmackDown, it can be really bland and you just get kind of like caught in a channel flipping. So it's either or. Uh, I mean, I, I will say this. I think if I had a pick, unfortunately, I would put SmackDown 3, Raw at 4, because three hours of weird promos sometimes and this weirdness and weird booking for three hours yeah. on a Monday, that ain't it, Chief. No, definitely not. Definitely not when, you know, you get every Monday night, you get Bobby Roode and the, the Ascension. I, I can't do that. Yo, like, it's 2018. The Ascension got a full interest in a win. Like, hold on, what? <laughs> And, and, oh and no, not to Connor. You know what I'm saying? No, not yeah. to them. You know, not to Connor Victor at all. It's just being a wrestling fan. Yeah, I I have not. I was never giving the faith or the confidence to believe in the Ascension to post NXT. So why should I start now? Because they don't they don't make you want to care about them or make you care about Chad Gable and the Bobby Roos and there's there's no. There's no story behind. There's no character development with with a lot of these guys. And, you know, when your main event picture is six people, the Shield, Dolph, Braun, and and, and McIntyre, after that, who's carrying the show? What stories you have? What character do you have that's going to help you carry the show? I mean, yeah, you have, okay, Ronda Rousey, yes. Um, you still got Sasha Banks there. You got Finn Balor there, but they they always be scattered on on every every Monday, and it's like, yeah, I, I I like the soap opera, but when you give me the same shit every 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 Monday, and you yes. and you don't switch it up, and and that's part of the brand split where you know you're gonna see the same 10, 12 people every Monday, every Tuesday. I mean, that can go bad or a good or indifferent, but I think Raw is is at a spot where for the first time like ever where. You know, you read the ratings, it keeps going lower and lower and lower. And it's like, you know, they can bring back all the Undertakers and Shawn Michaels and Kane's and Triple H. People are just not going to just all, you know, um, automatically dive back into watching this program where there's no emo- uh, emotional attachment to the wrestler. There's no storyline. There's no, it's just a basic wrestling matches. It's cool to wrestle on Monday. It's cool. But why? You know, should I invest my time where I could be watching Monday Night Football or fucking Netflix on, on, on Monday night? I'm telling you right now. I think, I think this is the thing when I look at Raw, right? The brand split was good, right? I loved it. Only reason why I loved it because guys like Apollo and Chad Gable and the Todd Dillingers was able to wrestle. The biggest mess up was when they started putting Raw and SmackDown back on the same pay-per-views. And I think that's the problem. Because back when it was separate, SmackDown used to have their own feuds. And SmackDown used to be fire. Yeah. Because you was able to see more guys and more girls and more tag teams and more people just do what they want. Now, it's like, I got to watch the same stuff from Raw on a, on a pay-per-view. Then I got to watch SmackDown be SmackDown. And I'm just like, oh, no. I don't I want to have two different plates. You know what I'm saying? Like when I get my raw plate, I know what I'm getting. I don't want my food. I don't want my food touching. And I feel like that's that's the biggest problem right now is that they're they're oversaturating their product. And also, I mean, I you look at raw, it's like raw competes with 
you know, Monday Night Football mm-hmm. and a lot of other stuff. Um, so, granted, at that point in time, it's going. I mean, because Raw was on when the when the Cardinals were playing the Broncos. Um, so, I mean, Patrick Mahomes is hot right now. So, you know, that it is what it is. But I just look at Raw and I'm just like, unless they change the way that they book, nothing is going to change about how it is. Right now, football's back, so Raw's going to, you know, flounder up and down with their ratings. You know how it goes. We, we go through this every single year, bro. Year in and year out. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I get that, but, you know, this is where old man me comes out and defends the, the attitude everywhere. Even back then, they had Monday Night Football every week. And they gave compelling storylines. They gave compelling matches. And they were, again, that, that was a different era, but they were over the top. And it just depends on what you put out. If you care, and I think sometimes, you know, us fans, we really look into it and be like, man, do they really care about what they're doing? You know, do they care about putting the same match nine times and the same this and the same promo and not giving all that maximum effort? So all the football games on Monday and all that and Netflix – Fans can still say, hey, I'm still going to watch wrestling on, uh, I'm still going to watch Raw because they're giving compelling television. People have to understand right. it's, it's a television show, not, not a wrestling show, it's a TV show. And if you're doing a whole bunch of good shit on there, that a kid or a grown man is going to say, I don't want to see Netflix, I don't want to see football, you know, NBA is coming up, I don't want to see NBA, I want to see Monday Night Raw because of what they're, of what they're providing. No, I agree. And I, I mean, I look at, so like, I, I always talk about how I always go back and watch Triple H's first heel run in terms of like with the title. Mm-hmm. Like, and I love, I love that with a passion because, you know, of course I clearly watched, you know, the 98, the 97, the 96s and definitely the, like the 98, 99s. I'm definitely always stuck there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the biggest thing that stands out to me clearly besides the promos is like you said, it was character development, right? Yeah. Everybody was developed. Everybody had a story. Everybody had their own thing. And I feel like now, like Seth Rollins is my favorite wrestler, right? Um, he's my second favorite wrestler behind Shawn Michaels. Um, hmm. I don't even I don't even know what his character stands for. And I feel like, you know, that's part of the problem. You got a lot of big name guys. You got a lot of guys that can really go and they had no story. Like Stone Cold, Stone Cold and the Undertaker themselves even said it. They was like, what sets apart the attitude, Erica? We keep it in a book. They're in the ring stuff outside of, you know, the Takers and the Stone Colds and the Rock and the Triple Lakes. They're, everybody else outside of that aura, their in ring work was bad, like really bad. Like I just saw Farouk and Bradshaw do the most ugliest and stiffest clothesline on the headbangers the other night. <laughs> but at least you knew the character, right? At least you knew the character exactly. development, right? And I feel like that's what's missing now. The booking now isn't benefiting the wrestlers anymore like their characters are not shining through the promo stuff is kind of like eh, like whoa like okay sometimes you get lost um and i feel like that's the biggest thing but the end ring work is amazing right so if you was if, if if raw finally did the thing of just saying hey we're gonna build up our characters they'll be perfectly fine they're, like raw will be what it is also they need to cut that hour off by the way um, I don't want to watch three hours of Monday Night Raw on Monday. Yeah, go back to two hours. It's way it's more way more easier to write a two hour show than a three hour show. I get that. So why don't you do it? Especially especially like when Fox signs a billion dollar deal. When they signed a billion dollar deal with Fox, the thing about that too is like SmackDown. It's going to have to change. Period. Like that's not going to be sports entertainment. That's going to be wrestling. 
Vince is going to get approximately 30 to 50 million more homes to pump his product through. So when you look at those lines, it's like, okay, Vince, now you have to make SmackDown a real wrestling show. You have to build up characters. You have to tell good stories. You have to do all that stuff to make SmackDown good because people without cable can still watch your product. So that means there's no excuse why you guys should not go all out for SmackDown. So I hope by next year, by, you know, I think it's like, what, October 2019? Yeah. Or whenever that time is, I hope by that time they got the right people in the right positions to help flesh out real character development and help build out real feuds and help stuff really, you know, help help stuff like really generate out. Because if not, I'm not going to lie to you. I'll be way more, I'll be way more worried then than I ever would be because then it's like, by that time, a lot of people, the new Japan is getting bigger. You know, people are looking elsewhere for their wrestling, for the wrestling fix. Now, granted, WWE is a machine, but some, a lot of machines, they run out of gas. So Now you're we'll right. See. You know, there's New Japan, Ring of Honor. They did the all-in um, thing uh, last month, and they, they had 11,000 people. So it was like, hey, now in 2018, there's more than one, you know, place to go and wrestle or, or, or watch it. And, you know, when you mentioned Fox, I really hope that they do get their shit together because they're not going on Big Fox, not FS1. They're not going on Big Fox and putting the storylines and promos like what AJ and, and Samoa Joe been doing with the whole mailbox and uh, your, your kids and your, your house. And, and that the, the promo I saw on Tuesday was like, eh, that can't go on Fox. That's, that shit was terrible. I mean, you're right. And I, I look at and I look at Fox as I look at Fox as a big opportunity for Vince to be like, all right, here's a new refresh of our product. Because I'm saying right now, you cannot have the same SmackDown roster on Fox and expect that to be compelling. You're gonna have to bring in guys like AJ. You're gonna have to bring in them. I'm not AJ. I'm sorry, Seth. You're gonna have to bring in the Adam Cole. You're gonna have to bring in real in ring work like real guys that can actually go to make that product run on, on, on Fox. Because if not, you can like, nobody's going to want to sit through a three hour raw storytelling and you bring over the same type of talent onto SmackDown. Nobody, nobody cares for that, bro. So, uh, I'm com- I mean, I'm confident that Vince will get, he'll, he'll get, he'll get, he'll get, he'll get a nice shot in Heine. And I mean, honestly, if, if they just let Triple H, and this is so crazy. Like it's crazy. I'm 26 years old. I've been watching wrestling my whole life. And I'm not like a casual wrestling fan, right? Like, I'm, you know me, I'm like one of the most purest, hardcoreest, this WWE junkies that you've ever met in your life. But when I watch NXT, bro, I think why I love NXT so much is because it's not like they don't oversaturate you with stuff and they don't just really like drain you out. Like, watching NXT for what, 45 minutes on a Wednesday, maybe an hour on a Wednesday. It's very refreshing because they barely talk. They just fight and they wrestle really well. And I hope that kind of energy gets passed to SmackDown on Fox because if that gets passed to SmackDown on Fox, I'm pretty sure our perception on WWE will change. Mm. Well, speaking of AJ and Samoa Joe, uh, we have a no count out, no DQ match for the WWE title between AJ and Samoa Joe. Um, I'm going to go with AJ because I feel like, you know, and we can kind of skip through the next match where I feel like if AJ is going to lose the belt, 
it's going to be to 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 the Miz, and then we get the yep. Miz and and Daniel Bryan program. For hopefully for, for WrestleMania, and deep and and Daniel Bryan wins the belt off the Miz at Mania. So I don't think Samoa Joe is going to win this match. Uh, if he does, I'll be very surprised. But I'll go with AJ. What about you? You know, it's it's wild because I mean, first of all, I agree with you. I think AJ is going to win. But the saddest thing about this, Samoa Joe, where does he go after this, right? It's like, oh, okay. What, you're going to have him go for the U.S. title? Oh, you can because you already have a heel in that spot. Um, so then now what? He just gets lost in the shuffle. You know, like there's not really nothing else for Samoa Joe to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, granted, I think, like, I, I want The Miz and Daniel Bryan to be the WrestleMania lineup. Um, now the saddest thing about that. They say we all know that means DB is going to have to win the Rumble, and I would much rather the Rumble be won by Andrade or somebody who is up and coming, because then you push them into the starlight. You know, so, I'm sorry, the the, the the main event like to be a star, and it's like it's one of the things where, I mean, having Daniel Bryan win would be cool because it's a perfect comeback story, and it's the perfect story for Daniel Bryan, but. I love Daniel Bryan. I'm so happy that he's healthy and so I'll be able to wrestle. But I'm over the Daniel Bryan story, if you get what I'm saying. Like, mm. like there's nothing against him, nothing personal. I'm just, Again, I'm 100% happy that he's healthy. He's doing what he loves. But I'm ready for the next wave of guys to come in. I'm ready for the next wave of new, fresh faces, new, fresh feuds. And I feel like Daniel Bryan and Miz, if they're going to end it at WrestleMania, cool. I do not want to see nothing past WrestleMania, bro. Like, period. Because that means we've been getting them for how long now? It's it's, it's been it's, it's going to be for too long. I, I, just, I just don't want like I'm loving their feud right now. I just don't want it to get oversaturated to where I'm like, all right, okay, all right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like 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 just like AJ Styles and Matt War, like that whole thing. Really, when I when they first announced that match was happening at WrestleMania, I I mean you know I was I was I went to New Orleans. I was like, yo, I'm on my way. And then the match happened again. And then the match happened again. And then the match happened again. And I'm like, yeah. Okay. Now, if Daniel Bryan and the Miz take a break from each other after Saturday, and then they don't revisit each other till Mania season, I'm all for it. But I do not want to see any type of interaction between them after the, after Saturday. Yeah. I, I, you know, I was telling Graham, I think a few weeks ago where, you know, I, you know, I love AJ. I think he's the best in the world. And, but to keep it keep it a buck, you know his championship run. Again, I don't know. I don't think it's any fault of of him, but his championship run that goes all the way back to to last November, I think, uh, or even October. Like I don't think I don't think it, it it's been a great run. Like you know his, his thing with Nakamura, the fans were thirsty for it and we can't you know it was like a dream match and we're getting it at mania and then they got in the ring it was like to me it, it was a very boring match um and we've seen the boring match between styles and, and samoa joe and just about again not any fault of his i just think when they get in, when he gets in the ring with these guys 
it's it's not the the match you thought you were getting on paper. When you say AJ and Nakamura, all oh, that shit's gonna be dope and it's, it's gonna be crazy. You know, it's gonna be the the new macho steamboat of WrestleMania. And when it happened, it was like, oh, that's that's what that that's the dream match. And then you get him and Samoa Joe, and it's like, ah, oh, so that's that's what we got. And I really don't know what the reason is, um, the storyline or just the chemistry in the ring. I don't know what it is, but if AJ's going to lose his belt, I think it's going to be to The Miz, not Samoa Joe. And I think, again, if, if you take the belt off of AJ, it's like, what do you do with AJ? Like, How long is he not going to be champion for? And then it's, it we go from The Miz to Daniel Bryan. Does AJ get it back down the road? What do you do with AJ? And also, what do you do with Samoa Joe? You know, big questions. But um, long story short, I think AJ's going to win. And I think he'll drop the belt if, they, if he has to fight The Miz. At like a Survivor Series, I think that's when you see a new champion. I, I will say this, though. I agree with you. Now, I will say this about mm. AJ Styles. Last year, he was the wrestler of the year in terms of WWE, right? Right. I think he fell second to Kenny Omega because Kenny had a crazy, crazy year last year. This year, AJ Styles his matches hasn't been AJ Styles worthy. Um, Now, again, that's no knock to AJ Styles, but his matches aren't fire this year. I'm going to be honest with you. He had a good match with Daniel Bryan on SmackDown. He had an amazing match with Andrade on SmackDown. Uh, It's been a couple here and there, but it's it's so unlike AJ. Now, granted, I know that he's not mixing it up with the guest range of guys, um, but still, I, I agree with you. I worry that once the Miz takes that title from him, then what's next for AJ? Um, honestly, I would like to see AJ not being in any title picture, period. I would like to see him just putting over and working with up-and-coming guys, honestly. I would like to see him working with maybe a Ty Dillinger. I would like to see him working more, way more with Andrade. I would like to see him, you know what I'm saying, working with that because there's still a collection of guys in that locker room that need to be put over that need some type of limelight because you're going to need them at some point in time. If not, you're just going to you know, have a, a six or seven guys to sit in the locker room waiting for their name to be called. Uh, like guys like Luke Harper, there's no reason why Luke Harper should not still be on SmackDown Wrestling. Who can, I know Eric Rowan's out, but Luke Harper is one of the best wrestlers in the WWE. So I hope that AJ, as he drops his title, I hope that he doesn't fall that far from grace, but I do hope that he's able to work with other guys and help them get pay-per-view slots and TV time so they can get their name out there so they can get in. So their character can start being developed. So you going with, with Samoa Joe on Saturday or you feel like AJ wins, but his time is going to, you know, going to be a wrap soon, a champion. Uh, AJ for that title was the Miz. You said what? Can you hear me? There you go. I got you now. All right. I don't know. I don't know what happened. I guess my mic's out of wilding. Um, <laughs> yo, it's wild. The only person that's going to be AJ for that title is going to be the Miz, which is rightfully so because I feel like 
AJ and the Miz can tell a great story. AJ and the Miz can have a fantastic match. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, now it sucks though because I want I want Joe to be a champion. I want Joe to get the recognition that he deserves. But by now, it's like all right, Joe. Maybe next year. Yeah, I, I think I think the right platform, the right feud. Is where Samoa Joe, will, you know, will be champion. So I'm assuming you're you're going with the Miz over Daniel Bryan, then, right? Of course. Okay, so that's a singles match to determine the new number one contender. Uh, we both got the Miz. We okay, the Bella Twins against the uh, the Bella Twins and Ronda Rousey against the Riot Squad, a six woman tag match. Bro, I mean. <laughs> I got a. I got, I got, I got Ronda and I'm winning. Yeah, but I think that we're gonna get some type of interesting stuff with, with Nikki Bella. Hmm. And only why I say that is that um, for I think the last two times the Bellas was on TV backstage, they've always had little whispers, and then they, and then they embrace Ronda. And anytime you see people that have the whispers and then they embrace something, embrace somebody, nine times out of ten, something's about to happen. Yeah. Um, so, I, but I mean, I mean, honestly, the Bella Twins aren't really needed on Raw. I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, but if you're gonna give me Nikki Bella versus Ronda, then I mean, why not? I mean, I'm not gonna believe that Nikki <laughs> Nikki could put a hurting on Ronda because Ronda is Ronda. Um, but I'm I'm there for the entertainment purposes, so I, I I think they win. But I think somewhere or another, Ronda catches an elbow. Okay, <laughs> all right. So you for think Nikki. some sort of tension, some sort of little something goes down between Nikki and Ronda? Probably not. Yeah. Probably not too much, but a little something going forward. Yeah. Oh yeah. Something. Definitely something because evolution. You know, for all the internet darlings. Evolution needs this build up, which is e- e- even I'm about to I'm about to go on like a 30 second rant. So please forgive me. Oh, but all means. there's been people that's been talking about the lack of promotional stuff for evolution. When well, I hope they understand that they had hell in the cell to promote the Australia show to promote. But also they had to also promote the crown jewel because they just announced it. So they had to let people know who was going to be there, what was going to be it, so you can make sure you mark that on your calendar. It wasn't like Evolution was an afterthought because they they were announcing stuff for Evolution during Hell in a Cell and before that. Um, so I feel like sometimes, you know, the internet, they get impatient with it because, I mean, the Australia show is Saturday. They have to talk about that more than any other show that they have because it's current. It's coming. Um, but, yeah, it, it just sometimes I look at the internet and they're like, there's no talk about evolution. They never care about women. I'm like, bro, listen. <laughs> like, they're having their own pay-per-view, which I, they should have been had that. But secondly, it's like, just wait a little bit. What what good if, what good would it be if Trish Stratus and Alexa start, if Trish Stratus shows up on Raw this past Monday? Like, what good would that be? Evolution still isn't like a, a, two, a week or two away. So like, let us get a real build-up, at least a, at least a week, two good weeks of build-up, knowing WWE. And then, Let's let's go into it because then I'm telling you right now, Trish had to pull it up on Raw. I would have forgot by the time Evolution that she was there until I saw the promo package. So no, 
Yeah, and, and I think you know having four shows, four pay per view events in like a month and a half it is a lot too. It's like you just mentioned cool. Hell in a Cell, Evolution, Super Showdown, uh, Super Showdown, Crown Jewel, and by the time you know it, you you turn around and it's fucking Survivor Series. Like, oh, like yes. how can we fit all this in a month and a half? It's. I, I, honestly, I feel bad for I feel, I feel bad for our friends <laughs> that got to travel like that <laughs> because it's crazy, bro. It's like I look at I look at the fence and I'm like, all right, I get it, right? Especially especially you're going like guys went from a SmackDown show in Milwaukee. No, no, I'm sorry, uh, Seattle. I mean, a Raw show in Seattle to doing a live show. Oh no, I'm sorry, going home then flying 15 hours. 15 hours, bro, on a plane to go to Australia when it's SmackDown, have to do SmackDown, go home and pack and get on a plane for 15 hours. Like, it's crazy. But also, I feel like people don't get that, right? They only get what they want to get. They're like, no, F that. I want this right now. I'm pretty sure, I well, I hope going forward, Vince does not book the talent like that consecutively because it's not about them having four pay-per-views in a row it's the traveling in the distance between all four of them it's yeah. insane that is crazy they had, they had uh, Raw in Seattle they had Smackdown I think in Portland yep. and boom Australia for 15 hours and you know you gotta stay there for a couple of days you can't fly one day and then fly back out so it's exactly. just exactly crazy well, I, I, I know I know basically like the Raw roster was there like they they've been there since I believe yes I believe they got in yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, SmackDown was getting in today with like the other producers and stuff like that. So I'm like you know you got to go there you, you got to adjust your body to that so you can make sure you're rested and all that. Then you got to get back on a plane, bro, exactly. and fly all the way back over here and get ready for Monday Night Raw. Nah, it is man. You know people just fans want what they want and. They want the autographs, the pictures, the signings, and you know, uh, you know, uh, this person should be booked this way. And you gotta take it to account. And they, they're human. They, they fly all over the world. They're, they're away from their family. And, yes. And, and people can say it's fake, but they do get hurt in there. So it's just like yeah, I gotta just chill, fall back, and just kind of, kind of enjoy what you're seeing, what you're getting. You're not gonna get everything you want all at one time, but just kind of be. Just kind of appreciate what you're seeing right now. Oh, of course. And for the people that echo the it's fake stuff, I would love for them to get a knife and chop right to their chest. Oh, not me. Or, not me. or, or I, I would, <laughs> I would love to see them take a, a scoop slam spot and land straight flat out, boom, and hit the mat. Like, I would love to see them do that. And I, I, I think I'd get more mad, again, because it's like we have friends that's in the industry. Mm-hmm. And knowing them and knowing what they go through. And knowing what they put their body through, like it was like a Ricochet's whole announcement that he signed with NXT. I was at his house the night before he reported to the PC, and he just left PWG where he he dropped the title to Chuck, and he had the, the thumbtack spot mm-hmm. with him with Chuck Taylor. Um, no, was it Chuck Taylor? Who it was? And he shoot. I mean, he uh, slammed him into the thumbtacks, and uh, whatever. Trev like he gets home, bro, and he's like hurting, and I'm like. I'm looking at him and I'm like, you got to report to the PC tomorrow. He's like, yep. So I respect the life and the grind of wrestlers way different than I ever had before. Mm-hmm. And that's why when people are like, it's fake, it's fake. I'm like, y'all don't understand what they put like NBA players and they have off seasons, bro. Off seasons. Yeah. WWE doesn't have that. Nope. They, they don't like these guys wrestle 
300 plus days a year. Like, that's crazy, bro. Like, and, and it's insane because it's like, granted, I know this is what they signed up for, but if you really look at the content, this is what they signed up for. The NBA season was four, like maybe five or six months if you go all the way through the finals. And then you have a two and a, a two month break. A break? What's that? So, you know, a lot of people that say that wrestling's fake, they, like, their favorite sport has off-season where they can go rest. WWE's literally off-season is a day and a half at home, and then you're flying on a plane. Pretty much. Uh, yeah, and, and then you want their autograph at 8 o'clock in the morning where they have sunglasses on and a cup of coffee in hand, <laughs> and you get mad because they got, you're attacking them for an autograph, and they just fucking woke up, like, you know. That's, that that right there, to that. me, is the most dumbest how am I say dumb the most how can I put this it's just uh-huh. the most discontinuing thing ever if I see Seth Rollins or or, and, or like you oh, know or like inconsiderate well, you know it's just wild because especially like I, I saw Edge at the airport when I was leaving for Wrestlemania and he was there Mark Henry was there um much as Mountain guys were there and you know I my first was I walked up to Edge right and I'm like hey I'm Cornell I'm a big fan <laughs> you know like you know I'm trying to be very respectful because yeah. I know the life like I I literally just at the hotel with them like everybody's like two nights before so I know the life I know how tired they are. I'm like hey listen mm-hmm. I know you guys just wrapped up I know you ready to go home with your family I'm like hey you know if are you cool for a picture and stuff if not hey it's totally fine he's like no no I'm good come on so like oh bet all right cool. Um, so that's my approach to it. The people that get in their feelings because they want to run to somebody's face and snap a photo. And like, like I'm Mokazi, who is Sasha's husband. He was telling me the story about the fans and people being at the hotels. Like, bro, like, like at, at the NXT, at the NXT takeover in New Orleans, I had went up to the hotel with the NXT, the whole NXT crew. And I saw firsthand the fans that were sitting there downstairs, bro. In the lobby, because they couldn't go up the escalator because security, but they're sitting down there and Matt Hardy comes out. I say, what's up to Matt? He says, what's up? And he gets bum-rushed by fans. I'm like, bro. Yeah. Like, that's, I mean, first off, that's not safe because they don't know you. True. <laughs> and second of all, like, bro, can y'all get a life? Like, they're at their hotel, bro. Like, you know, so it's, like, when I hear the stories about the fans that see wrestlers in a store living a normal perfect life i mean a normal personal life and you want to bombard them just because you want a selfie to post on the internet no fam no fam yeah. they have meet and greets go to there get your photos exactly you, pay for it, it wait online be civilized say thank you appreciate it and walk on out and that's it exactly like if you see them at the gym bro leave them alone bro <laughs> leave them alone yeah don't, or, don't don't ask randy orton for an autograph at the gym <laughs> you might fucking R- RKO you right there where you where you stand and that's the thing and like I look at it like it's two ways to approach it either one to step off or two to say hey do you mind taking a photo they say no I'm doing this because sometimes they might even say yo just um just uh, um get back to me about 30 minutes come and get my workout in and then they might be cool about it right. if you approach in the right way yeah but don't just go on your, just, just don't get in their face and just snap a photo bro that's so that, that's literally just right. That, that's like one of my pet peeves, bro. And the fact that I saw it in person, I'm like, that's like it's to me just so dangerous. Like and like, yeah, nah. Just yeah. anybody listening to this, please don't ever do that, bro. <laughs> please don't ever do that, bro. Just please, please don't. Um, 
We got Bobby Lashley, John Cena against Elias and Kevin Owens. They cut a great promo on Monday, shitting on the uh, Seattle crowd. <laughs> um, I'm a big NBA fan. I- I'm a big Seattle Supersonic fan. Big big proponent of bringing the Sonics back to Seattle. Um, it's been ten years now. Can't believe it's been ten years that they've been gone and the OKC Thunder have been in the NBA. Um, that is wild. And I think that you know. You kind of knew that Elias knew he had the crowd because they did they did the close up on him and he kind of winked and deep down he he knew that what he said not only triggered the fans but it was it was truth and it was the fact that a lot of Seattle fans did not like the divorce um, taking their NBA team to Oklahoma City and there's no no replacement. Yeah, they have the Seattle Storm. They won a title, but far the men's NBA team and an NBA team being in Seattle, uh, I think I think it should be back. I don't know what's taking so long. A lot of red tape, arenas and mayors and all that good stuff. But um, that promo, man, the crowd went was booing for like six minutes in a row, and it was just something that you we haven't seen in a while where somebody got real heat from the crowd it was it was you know they they even put the lights back on a little bit because i think they wanted to show the fans interacting i think they want to show them booing and put their hands in the air and whatever gestures and uh elias say you know put the spot put the spotlight on me turn the lights down but i think that was very important because they 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 knew what they had you know kevin owens can say i'm not a big sports fan but he he went along with it and i think my thing is, what do they do going forward is how they can take that promo, take that gold right there and say, well, we got something in Seattle. How can we take this moment and kind of build on it? If not, they're going to shit on it next Monday or after this match. But long story short, Lashley, Cena, Elias, Kevin Owens, who do you got? Uh, first off, I agree with you about the, everything you said about Seattle. You, you know what? I look at that promo, and I, I think that's second. It might be time for first with the Roman Reigns, this is my yard now. <laughs> promo. Hold on, time for second in regards to what? One of the best promos in the last two years in terms of getting crowded. Oh, okay, two or three years. I thought I, 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 I thought you were going to say, like, top five, top ten all time. I would have been like, Cornell, we got to stop. No. <laughs> I ain't wilding, bro. I ain't wilding now. No, no, no. My wild tapes my are going to come when we talk about Sean Michaels, bro. That's when my wild tapes come all out. Bro, you, yo, you, you already said Seth Rollins is number two all time. I'll, I'll let that one slide. Wait, no, no. no. That, that's on my personal list, bro. That's on my personal. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, so like, like when, when I give out my list, like mm-hmm. of, of my favorite, it's just my personal. Now that's right. not the list, you know what I'm saying? It's not like the greatest wrestlers of all time. Because I look at Seth, and I'm like, you know, Seth. I feel like when his career is done, mm-hmm. if he can stay on this path that he's on right now, which is highly unlikely because of his workload and how he works, um, he could be in that discussion for top ten of all time. Could be okay. Um, but I'll give you that. You know, no, of course not. not. Right now, of course, he's not like, you know, number two in ever. Mm-hmm. Um, but on my personal list, in terms of people that I'm a fan of, like, I, I love Seth. 
Um, and it's it just one of the things where, like, I, I, like my favorites of all time are Seth, Sean, and AJ. Um, I don't, I don't really talk about my love for AJ as much because I feel like that's everybody does that now. You know what I'm saying? So it's like everybody loves AJ Styles. So I'm like, okay, that's a given. Um, but I look at Seth and I'm like, oh, he's the best wrestler on Raw, and he's been the best wrestler this year anywhere. Um, and I look at what he's doing and I'm like, you know what? You know what, bro? You you keep on going. I'm gonna start calling you the best in the world, and I'm gonna mean it. Um, so you know, I, I, I look at Seth, and I'm like, you know, he's he's there. But anyways, back to the main subject. Mm. I think that promo and the Roman Reigns after he beat Taker's promo, right. which was hilarious as hell. I think those two promos within the past couple of years have been the top two in terms of getting real heat. Instead of sticking, you know, the cheap. City punches and the sports team punches, like, but that was like a legit dig and turn on, on Seattle. Yeah, so. I think as far as promos in general, I think the one we saw Monday, the Roman, my yard, and I think you know it it, it shouldn't get lost in the shuffle, but I think the the Roman John Cena promo where you kind of Yo. figured out like. Okay, is it real heat? Are they kind of fucking with us? But you couldn't really tell what Cena was saying was real, what what what, what Roman was saying was real. So I think that promo right there, you people can go back and be like, you know what? As far as last two, three, four years, that's got to be in the top three. Oh, I'm gonna tell you right now. I was watching that. I was literally watching that. I was watching all of them, bro. But the one that stood out the most was I think it was the contract signing one where Roman forgot his lines. Yeah, that one. That one. I'm gonna tell you right now. I watched it, <laughs> and you can you saw Roman get mad you because Cena called him out. Cena was like, "It's called a promo, bro. We want to be the main. Gotta learn how to cut one." I was exactly. like, "Okay." And then he was like, "I'm still here because you can't do your job." I was like, "You know what, John? John Cena. You know what?" Yeah, that was tough. So I mean, I I I agree. I think those three are. Yeah, they're the best three promos you've ever seen. Now, back to this Kevin Owens and Elias promo. The internet kind of made me mad because they came after Leo Rush. It was like, Leo messed up. Oh, my God. He was an embarrassment. I don't think Leo expected to be out there. and I mean, he's going he's to be out there, but I don't think he expected to be out there, and that kind of reaction was going to come off. Exactly. Oh, Honestly, I mean, you know, everybody can talk about, oh, well, I, I would have said this, or he could have just did this. Y'all don't know what it's like to have 20 plus thousand people booing and you come out and they're looking at you like, say something, make us feel better. <laughs> like, you know, bro, like, bro, you, like <laughs> you know what that was? That was like Vince Carter in a dunk contest and then fucking Jerry Stackhouse comes out next. Yo, exactly, bro. It's like, it's, 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 like, it's like, what am I supposed to say? Now, granted, everybody's like, he should have said something about the Seattle, like uh, Gary Payton and Sean Kemp, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to tell you right now. Again, you put anybody else on the spot in front of twenty plus thousand people that is not a professional wrestler or somebody yeah. that can actually talk, it ain't like a casual fan, and you you see what they can do. I, I think he handled himself well. I think yeah, did he stumble a bit? Yeah, but I think Leo Russ has showed previously that first off he's hilarious, second of all he can wrestle, and third of all he's a he's, he's a he, he's literally a, he's going to be a bona fide star. And so I, I felt like the criticism that he was getting from some people, like like somebody had said something like he was an embarrassment. I was like, oh, he's far from an embarrassment, bro. Like he's definitely not an embarrassment, bro. Um, I just feel like he, I feel like he kind of got the bad rap of that. 
But anyways, back to your match prediction. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm gonna go uh, Cena and Lashley. I think I think the only question is who's gonna take the pin, <laughs> Elias or KO. Honestly, I don't know about you, man, but I I I I want to I want to say Elias and Kevin Owens. I think what they saw on Raw on Monday with that feedback and it's like you can't have them do that promo again. You know, nobody knew that was gonna happen, but you can't have them do that promo, get the reaction, and then come on the the the, the super show. And I know it's more like a house show. It's not a it's not a pay per view like that, but. I think it'll be nice to see Elias and Kevin Owens get the victory. Maybe Bobby will get the pin or, or be pinned. But um, and, and, and if if Bobby and John Cena wins, then it's just I kind of feel like you're back to square one. You're not building. You're not building that momentum that you got on Monday. So hopefully Elias and Kevin Owens wins. Um, we got a. Uh, we got two more here. Before, we got, uh, before, I'm sorry. Before you move on to that, I want to say this. Yeah. If Elias and KO win, I would like to see it come at the expense of Lashley and Cena gearing up for a fight. Okay. I would like to see maybe Lashley spears Cena accidentally or Lashley just turns on Cena completely. But I want to see Lashley versus Cena. Yeah. Sorry, that's all. And I think it, they should make Elias and Kevin Owens into a legit tag team. Could uh, The... the the name's right there, bro. You call that fucking tag team EKO. Like, it's right there, right in front of you. Oh, that's hard. So anybody who's from the company's listening wants to get the tag team. <laughs> you, you had RKO. You had rated, rated RKO. You got EKO right now, Eliza Kevin Owens. It's a built-in tag team. Uh, let's fucking make it happen, man. But um, we also have... Okay, question... Who 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 main events? The Shield triple uh, six man tag or this Triple H Undertaker match? It gotta be Taker. On who I think is Taker in in, uh, in Triple H. H is because of all the hype that it's been getting, which has been abnormal because Cena and Triple H didn't even get this much hype the first go around in Australia. No, was that no? That was Saudi Arabia. Sorry. Yeah, they went um, first. They went. That's what I'm saying. They went right out the gate. <laughs> uh, so new people. I think because of the hype and think by Shawn, the fact that you know the greatest of all time, Shawn Michaels. Was in the main event slot for a promo on Friday. I mean, on Friday this past Monday. I'm like, all right, you know what? They gotta be. They gotta be closing the show. And being that they're closing the show, you know what? Can I get my prediction for that now? Since we're on that topic, yeah, go ahead. Perfect. So being that they're closing the show, I think that Taker's losing. I think that Chip Blitz is gonna win because Shawn Michaels is gonna kick his face off, and then I think that's how we're gonna end up getting Taker challenging Shawn to come out of retirement. Sean's gonna say no, 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 and then he's gonna end up coming out at the last second, blah, blah, blah. Then we're gonna go off into that. Then I'm gonna cry because he's gonna be wrestling in Saudi Arabia. Then I wrestling in the United States. Um, so yeah, are you that's, that's, are you that's, prepared that's, for bald Shawn Michaels? Bro, hell no. He need to put a wig on. <laughs> that was crazy. I'm like, oh, that's not that's not the Rockers. That's not the. Uh, that's not the icon, the main event, Shawn Michaels. That's not that's not Mr. WrestleMania. This is this is different territory now. I know I got used to Hunter being bald. I got yes. used to trip um to Taker having the low mohawk. But Sean, I don't know, man. It's gonna get it's gonna be tough. And if he wrestled with that, I don't know, bro. He's fifty plus, got he's bald headed now, got the beard. That's still my guy. That's still my favorite wrestler of all time, him and Stone Cold. But I think it's interesting to see where they go. You picking, you picking Hunter. Uh, I think. Listen, man, Hunter beats Sting. 
Hunter beat all these people for the first time. He beat Brock Lesnar, so he might be he he might be taken for the first time in in in, in his career, as far as I'm concerned. But I want to know the involvement of Sean and Kane, how they get into this and kind of build for this tag team match that I keep hearing they're going to have at the Saudi Arabia event, um, Crown Jewel. So, do we see Sean? Get in there, mix mix it up a bit. Does he does he cause take it the match, or do you think Hunter wins flat out fair and square? Oh no, that's definitely it's not going to be clean. Never <laughs> clean with Hunter on, on, on either side. What needs to happen is they need to ruin the match with no DQ before the match starts, because then once it's no DQ, then you can literally book it how you want to book it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, because I. I don't want to see a cheap rep or cheap ref bumping and all. No, maybe no DQ. Let let them let them do it. Um, so I I think I got I, I think Kane and Kane is going to get involved. Sean's going to get involved, and I, all four of them are going to be in the ring at one time. Mm-hmm. I think maybe Kane or somebody goes for a choke slam. Uh, Sean uh, Sean kicks a uh, super kicks Kane, cleans him out, take a grab Sean. Uh, Maybe trying to uh, choke slam him. Low blow happens from Triple H or somebody. Super kicks into a pedigree. One, two, three. Now, I'm hearing that um, when it comes to Sean having a one-on-one match, possibly it might not be WrestleMania. It might be like Survivor Series. or even, It could be Survivor. It could be Royal Rumble. You as a fan, if Sean comes back and Taker is right, in his face, should that be saved for WrestleMania, or are you cool with it being all right? I take that at Survivor Series. I take that at Royal Rumble. I need that at WrestleMania because I need it to be Taker's last dance, and I want it to be Sean's legit last dance. Because this is my thing: for Sean to fight the guy that took him out at WrestleMania needs to be at WrestleMania. I I, I cannot see Sean wrestling Undertaker. At Survivor Series, bro, or Royal Rumble, like you know what I'm saying, like it's not to me. That's not suitable for me. I need it. If you put it at Mania, first off, you get both guys enough time to gear up and get ready, and second of all, you get you give the fans enough time to be like, yo, we got Sean and Taker, and you and you can be like, yo, this is, um, like Sean can be like, I'm going, I'm going in retirement, I'm going back into retirement, but I'm taking you with me. You know what I'm saying, like that kind of stuff, like. Give us that because at that point in time, I know it's the end of both of these guys' career. It's WrestleMania; it's the biggest stage of them all. They deserve that moment. Let them have that. You know what I'm saying? But do not give me no Royal Rumble Survivor Series. I don't want to see that, bro. Do not give me that because hell no, hell well, no. I, I tell you what's gonna happen. According to me, I'm, I'm just a fan. I'm no expert at this, but I think Taker wins at Super Showdown somehow, some way. It's going to be like, Sean's going to be like, all right, I know I can beat you, but if I come out of retirement, I want you one more time, let's say WrestleMania, and if I win, you got to retire. So Taker could be like, listen, I, I beat you guys all the time. I beat Sean. I beat Hunter. You guys ain't shit, whatever. I, I took down DX by myself, but... If you want me to retire, I mean, if you want, if you want me to come back and say it's not out of fear, and it's not out of respect for you, prove it to me. But if I come back and if I beat you, you gotta retire. I think I think that's the only way. I mean, it it it, it might deflate from Sean retiring in the first place to come back for this match. Fans can be like, "What? Well, that that don't make sense." But 
if you're going to make Sean come back for one match, it has to be Taker, and it has to be WrestleMania, and it yes. has to be for Taker's career. You know, all the, well, bring back Sean for Daniel Bryan and, and AJ Hell and no. Seth Rollins. Like, listen, man, that's cool, but, you know, Sean is 50-plus years old. He ain't, he ain't going to be in the ring with with AJ, Seth, and these guys, but I think I think that's the way that's the way they should do it. I agree. Um, again, I'm a Seth Rollins stand. Um, hell no, I do not want to see um, Shawn Michaels versus Seth Rollins, especially right now. No, I'm good. Yeah, in, in 2K, I'll do it. Not in real life. Yeah, no, definitely. Hell no. <laughs> like hell no. And I, I think I don't even think Shawn wants to do. It. I think Shawn's only doing it because of the bag. Like I think he's only doing it because of the bag. And which for me as a real fan, I'm kind of bummed that he's coming out of retirement because if this can go two ways, which we all know, this can go really good. I'm like, oh, damn, look at Sean. Or this really can bad. go really bad and people start making fun of the greatest wrestler of all time, yep. saying this tarnishes his legacy, and then I'm going to get mad. I'm going to be sensitive. So I would just rather, honestly, I would rather Sean just say retired, in my opinion. No, I agree. If he doesn't come come out of retirement, I'm cool with it. I, I, I'm not stressing it, but if you're gonna make this man come out of retirement, it has to be so fucking good. The storyline, the, the hit, whatever it is, and he has to be in in good shape. Because when we saw him at WrestleMania 32, I was like, oh, this guy's 50 years old, built up. Like Shawn can go right now, and he did that with the the real in them, but. Now that's that's three years three years uh three years ago and time changes and I don't know man can Sean do five eight minutes can he last longer than Brock Lesnar in the ring can he do ten minutes now and people are gonna be like they're gonna be so amped up and really folk focus on well Sean did not do a drop kick he didn't do his patented moon saw he didn't he didn't get the sweet chin music high enough like let's let's not do that. And just be thankful that this guy might even come out of retirement for one one more match. And I think the way they should do it, that Taker's career got to be on the line at WrestleMania. You know, here in New York, of all people, uh, of all places, 35. And um, before I wrap it up, bro, uh, we got the Shield against Dolph, Braun, and Drew McIntyre. They've been teasing the Dean Ambrose split or whatever dissension between uh, amongst the group. Does a Shield win, or does Braun, Dolph, and Drew walk out of Super Showdown victorious? I think the Shield win because I think this is the first time we've seen them actually wrestle together in how long? Like as the Shield, because prior to that, Roman got hurt. Then Roman came back. Dean got hurt. Yeah. Um. So I think they're gonna win. Uh. Only thing, only thing that I'm getting kind of sick and tired of this whole uh. This whole shield thing—I'm not gonna lie to you. It's because really? uh, it's, it's not dumb. It's because it's been so many failed runs, and they're not like when they and they're not even like really putting them together on TV, right? Like they're coming out separately. They're not really wearing their gear, so I'm kind of like, oh, there is still the shield. Oh, yeah. okay, cool. I forgot. Um, but I mean, I got I got the shield winning. Um, now. I think it would be cool if they lost because then it leads more speculation into Dean Ambrose. But I think, I think Dean and Seth are going to take the tag titles from Drew and Dolph anyway. So uh, I'll go Shield winning. 
Uh, and I, I think we see some tension between Braun and Dolph and, and, and Drew, though. I think we see that. Um, I was going to go with Braun and them, but once you said they might tease a little separation between Drew and Dolph, you know, Braun was saying, you know, we, we need winners. We, we don't need, you know, loose ends and whatever, you know, whatever case may be. So um, just a very interesting story that they've been trying to tell. I think if the Shield loses, it could add more to the story of well you know dean it was dean the reason why they lost and all that kind of stuff can they get along can they coexist going forward is the is the is the uh, the family broken they could do a whole bunch of stuff if they happen to lose but i think with roman being champion on that on that side i think it's hard to believe that he will uh leave uh super showdown a loser especially when they keep building up to crown jewel with him braun and brock lesnar for the title so I guess me and you are on the same page with the shield. Because I mean, also with Drew and Dolph, remember when Seth came up to Drew two weeks ago and said that about him being basically used by Dolph and he's been carrying him. And then Dolph yeah. asked him, "What was that about?" He said, "Don't worry about it." I'm like, "That's odd. That's real odd." But we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it plays out. Hopefully. Hopefully we don't get this whole thing. I feel like this thing has been drawn out way too long anyways. Um, I hope maybe it comes to a head at Survivor Series, maybe TLC, but it needs to come to a head soon. Um, last point, we get, um, speaking of returns, we have Evolution coming back at SmackDown 1000. That's coming up real soon. So that's Hunter, Ric Flair, Batista, Randy Orton back together. Um, were you a big Evolution fan? Or are you excited for their yeah. return? I loved Evolution, dog. I remember being a kid, bro, when Evolution first came on the came together, and I was out here using um, AOL Messenger, and my wow. username was supposed That's to be like throwback. Evolution Kid, but I spelled Evolution wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, man, uh, AOL is a throwback. Aim and all that—that's a real throwback dog, right there, buddy. Uh, AOL. Um, that you got mail, bro. Yeah, that bro. Like a lot of people don't know about that. Um, but no, nah, uh, I, I love evolution. Um, especially like my favorite Randy Orton gimmick. So in terms of, like gimmick, the Legend Killer is like my top five all time favorite gimmicks that I've ever like seen and watched. Classic. Um, the only thing that's only that's weird about this whole reunion is Triple H is a face, Flair is a face. Or is a super duper creepy nasty heel, which is great. And Batista is exiting Hollywood, so I don't know how you're gonna get them all to come back together. I don't know what shape or form because Or is out here trying to break people's fingers on turnbuckles. So I don't I don't know how they're gonna do it because they're gonna have to find some type of creative way to bring them together. But in all, I'm I'm gonna be so happy to hear Motorhead sing a line in the sand. So I'm with it. I mean, I, I'm I'm with it too. Um, you know, people could have them in, in a top five, top ten factions of all time, top ten stables, and um, I'm very interested to see with Batista. Is this a, is this a one off? Does this lead to? I know cause we I keep seeing online he wants one final run. He he he, I guess quote unquote was supposed to be the partner for Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania, but it became Kurt Angle and his back and forth. They, they never got back to him. So it would have been Batista, Ronda against Stephanie and Hunter. That did not happen. 
that's what I was that's what I that's what I seen online. I don't know if it's true or not, but now if he's back in the fold full time for like one more run, I think that'll be very interesting to see that he, you know, I think he wanted uh he wanted Hunter at WrestleMania. He wanted some big storyline that when it came to WrestleMania time, it'll be between Batista and Triple H going back to Evolution and, and all that good stuff. So, um, it might be a one-off. It might be part-time. We've seen it before with Brock and Goldberg, and they do part-time to WrestleMania. After that, they're out the door. But um, could be cool, man. Could be cool to see this, this group come back. I don't know if the group's going to come back and stay together. Um like you said, Triple H is a, a face, and Ric Flair is a face, and Orton's <coughs> a tweener. But Teach is going to come back as a face. Um, but you know, just having him back on SmackDown, I know people complain, "Hey, why would you bring Evolution back on SmackDown and not on Raw?" Listen, man, I don't pay too much into that shit. As long as they're coming back, be be happy and grateful. But uh, you know, should should be cool at SmackDown 1000 with Evolution. Oh yeah, no, nah, yeah. I don't give a damn where they at. Just bring them back. Shit, I don't give a damn. I don't care. Um, nah, man. I'm, people are like that. They're like, nah, man. What? Why would you know? What sense does it make to bring? Well, well evolution was on Raw. And I'm like, yo, when when Raw, when, when Raw had their one thousand whatever, they had people on from SmackDown on the same show. So w- what are we complaining about, bro? The thing, the thing that gets me about that, it's like. I don't give a damn if Evolution was on OVW. Sorry, <laughs> a, 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 a lot of you casuals don't know what OVW is. Mm-hmm. That's that's the original original NXT. Exactly. Um, I don't give a damn where they. I'm sorry. I don't give a. I don't, I don't give a care where they were. Right. They're coming back, and that's all I care about. Exactly. It, it gives me another reason to watch Raw 1000. I mean, I'm sorry, SmackDown 1000. Like I, I don't care. I don't care if they were just on Raw. Give mm-hmm. a damn. I don't care. I really don't. Yeah, man, I, I think I think it should be fun, man. Um, just seeing them four back together on SmackDown, see what they can do. Maybe they're doing that to to get the ratings up or whatever case may be. But you know, a lot of fans are going to be like, well, they they go back to the well of the old school legends, throwback people. Uh, like even on even on Raw, I, I I I had no problem seeing Raw end like it was 1998. Some people, that was amazing. Some, some may hate that. Some would rather have Finn Balor close out Raw or Baron Corbin. Hey, that's on you. But if you get Shawn Michaels, Triple H, Kane, and Taker uh, to, to, to cap off Raw, then so be it. You're not going to get there all the time. You're, you're not. Cause the following day, you have Charlotte and Becky Lynch closing out SmackDown. So you, you, you're still getting what you want. So now if, you, if people are going to say bringing back Batista and Flair and Evolution is going back to the well of the throwback and the, and the old school legends. My thing is, you can't blame them. You you, 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 you got to blame the people that's working there to figure out how they can you know, utilize the young talent and get them over because a lot of people feel like these guys are over uh, to a certain degree, yeah, but they're not over where if I see you in an airport, bro, and I don't recognize you, you're, you're not over. If I see if I see Kane in an airport, he's over. I recognize him. My my mother would recognize Kane. If my some of my family don't even know Buddy Murphy. You know what I'm saying? They don't know these guys. They they just that's don't know. Fact. That's that's a wholehearted fact, and I'm 
I look at that kind of stuff, right? And I 100% blame the creative people for that. But like you said, even though the segment on Raw was a 1998 thing, it was damn good. It was it was good. It was good. It was probably one of the <clears throat> best best closing segments we've seen in a long damn time. If we're gonna be honest. Because it told the story. It made it made you feel like, mm, man, it it, it 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 got you thinking like, all right, I gotta check out Super Showdown to see what happens. But it, there's a story, like the question mark. The main thing is, it will Shawn Michaels come back? Now, now you want to see the show because you want to see his involvement in that main event. Oh yeah, it, like they literally what they did on Raw was literally everything we've been wanting them to do for a long time. Which is they they told a story, and they kept us involved, and they kept us engaged, and they made us believe in what we were watching. And the fact that they did that, they told the story of wrestling. They gave you a subject, they gave you a hook, they reeled you in, and they gave you a finish. And that's how it's supposed to be. Um, so if anybody's complaining about that, I mean, we saw Shawn Michaels, Michael Hickenbottom, take two bumps. <laughs> yeah, two bumps. Yeah, he sold that shit. Yeah. He definitely did, man. And, and, and you know, you see some guys in there now who, who don't even sell, like Sean does. Who don't even give well, you the, the 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 feeling, man. That 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 might have hurt. That looked real. Sean was fifty plus. Took a choke slam. His hat came off, looking all bald. And some guys in there <laughs> can't take a bump like he does. But that just goes to show, like how long Sean has been in here. The professional who he, he knows how to get the crowd where. You know, I'm going to make you believe that that choke slam hurt me. It might have did, but, you know, I have to I have to extra sell for you guys. Some guys in there, they don't do that shit, bro. They don't do it how I grew up and made it seem real. Oh, no, I, I would definitely say Sean showed some wrestlers how to sell. Like, so, fun fact. Not fun, interesting point, not fun fact. So I was talking to somebody from Twitter um, and they showed me that they had a gif of the Casey and Rice, uh, Rhea Ripley, right? Mm. And they show how the Tiltawa head scissors end up turning into a DDT that Casey did on, on Rhea Ripley at the Mae Young Classic last night. That, that episode I aired last night. And, you know, they were talking about the move or whatever. And I said, no, because the, they basically gave Rhea Ripley the credit for the move. I said, no, 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 no. The move is credit for both of them. The person, Casey, that was whipping around like she was Ray Mysterio and Rhea for getting her in every single spot that she needed to be in. I said, but the sell by Rhea Ripley made that move way better than it was. And what Shawn Michaels did on Raw was a sell that made Kane or Undertaker's choke slam be way better than what it looked like because he made you believe that shit hurt. So, again, right now, a lot of the rosters are finding, trying to find their way. They're all trying to grab that quote-unquote bra- um, brass ring. But with Shawn Michaels and Triple H, even like Triple H coming out to the ring, taking off his jacket, unbuttoning his shirt, getting in the ring and fighting two seven-foot old guys, right? I really thought he was going to war. So it's like what they did on Raw is something that we all complain about and we all want to we all talk about that we want to see they told a story and i feel like they sold it like especially like sean sold that choke slam like i thought he broke his back again so 
Long story short, I feel like what Shawn Michaels did on Raw, if that's any indication of what we could get in terms of he, he, he still know how to make it believable. He still know how to sell. So I'm like, you know what? This might be fine. So, you know, for anybody that's complaining about what we saw, shut up. <laughs> Basically, man, just just enjoy what you're seeing. Um, before I wrap it up, I do want to say um, my guy Graham Matthews from Bleacher Report gave me his predictions for a super showdown so real quick he said triple h cena lashley the miz stroman ziggler mcintyre rousey nabella twins aj uh murphy new day iconics and charlotte so it is ooh, interesting especially, especially at that last wave oh new day iconics and charlotte and murphy yeah ooh, that's two title changes three well, we got uh, Murphy, oh, New no. Day, and Charlotte. Yeah, Murphy, Charlotte, and who else? He said Murphy. Yeah. The New Day. Oh, New Day winning. Never mind. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 I'm about to say, hold on. Yeah. No, that's that's wild. We got two title changes overseas. That's tough. Hey, you never know, man. They they could do it. I know. I was in the garden real quick. I was in the garden, and uh, it was KO and AJ for the U.S. title. Uh, U.S. title, and I'm in there just chilling because you know usually. Titles don't change at a fucking house show, and I'm watching one, two, three, and they oh, AJ won the belt. Like really, they they did a title change, in a, in a house show in the garden. So again, anything can happen, but I think his his uh prediction predictions are pretty good, man. Just gotta wait and see. I I'm not I'm not getting up at five o'clock in the morning. I'll see it later on in the afternoon. But um. My guy Cornell, always appreciate you coming on, man. Your first time coming on, but looking forward to you having you on more. He's on Twitter at Cornell Gunter, producer at EA uh, EA Sports. Uh, hope you enjoyed it, my man. Oh no, this was this was so so much fun. Like <laughs> yeah. since man, since I've had you know my dad time to be at home, my family, I've been able to actually be on podcasts and be able to talk to my friends on their own platform and right. you know get a dose of what you know. What everybody does, like what they do on their own podcast, get the dose of their flow and basically be able to talk. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, you know, video game industry, is, it's a lot, bro. It's a lot. Like, yeah, so being able to be, uh, you know, be at home and be able to become on your podcast, you know, thank you. And just be able to just talk wrestling. I'm, I'm good. I'm at home. I'm good. Looking forward to it, man. Uh, next time we come on, I know we'll, we'll have some more time and uh, I, I, I'll, I'll do my best to try to get you on more frequently. You know, this this show today was dope. Uh, enjoy Super Showdown. And if, if you're available to come on for the for the recap, we'll we'll make it happen. Oh, listen, I'm always I'm all I'm I'm literally just this one text away. So anytime. All right, man. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Of course. All right, man. Take it easy.